Good morning and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts here at the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to hit the subscribe button, give us a review, and also share this podcast episode with your friends, family, on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I've got a, a good friend and guest. Welcome, Dan. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Now, I've known you for maybe a decade or so. Yeah. Give or take. And uh, I'm going to introduce Dan, kind of tell a little story about Dan, then we're going to dive deep into uh, the story of Dan. So it is Dan Weiss. It is not Dan Weiss. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. But here's what I know about you. You're a husband. How long have you been married to Irene? Coming up on 30. Coming up on 30 years. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. <laughs> you're a father of two boys and a girl. Correct. Or two men and a lady. Yes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you're a veteran. I am. What branch of the military? Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. You are a, would you call a movie producer? Yes. That's something that's evolved over time. Only to tell the rest of the stories. Okay, we're going to hear more about this. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. You uh, are a Bitcoin advocate. In fact, I, I began to learn a little bit about cryptocurrency at least five or six years ago, before there was all these platforms with you, Dan. And it was really interesting early on navigating how to buy uh, Ripple. I don't know if you remember buying Ripple. That was a weird name to me, but. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of Ripple now? Well, it's XRP. XRP. So one thing that's really been curious, you know, I, I want to hear part of your story is you uh, have done some long-term fasting. So that'll be uh, a part of the story that we really want to hear as well. But it's going to end in hearing about doing screenplays. Other things I know about you is that you're a book writer. You, you wrote a book on your personal story and about life's experiences and now you're turning that into a screenplay, and that's where we'll end the story today. That's going to be exciting. But one thing you actually sent to me was that what's more about Dan that I want to share is that there's a divine purpose for our being, and it's not necessarily the way forward with advanced technology, but perhaps the, the way back where we left off after the fall of mankind, first from cosmic grace that lost our paradise earth. The question is, how do we reconnect to the blueprints of creation to pick up our with our cosmic host, perhaps some benevolent friends to help rebuild a paradise earth. Through my movie production, these are the things that I'm inching forward to bring about to rethink who we are, where we're going. As, a, as the master said, I go and build a place for you. Hey, that's well said, Dan. Well, hey, let's dive in a little bit. I want to hear a little bit about Oh, where were you born? Uh, what's your heritage like? And uh, and then where are you today? So that, there's a long journey here because you're you're not 29 anymore, Dan, right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> does the years just fly by? By the way, it does. It's unbelievable. It does. It's it's just one day goes into the next. Yeah, a week and a year and, and a decade. each day is a gift to build. Step by step. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, I was born in Eureka, California. Okay. 1948. Yeah. Um, then right after the flood in 55, moved into Santa Cruz County. Yeah. Where I spent 30 years there. And then 
back in 2001, my own family, uh, just right after the dot-com crash, we yeah. moved to uh, Kauai. That's and, right. I forgot uh, about you living yeah, in Kauai. we lived in Kauai where my wife and I um, had a business. Uh, was She was a, a Montessori uh, instructor. Mm-hmm. Um Certified as an international uh, instructor. And so we had a business for eight years yeah. uh, on Kauai. Um, and we had a preschool. And we taught all the incredible principles of Maria Montessori. And locals and people of all walks just mm. loved it. Yeah, They were sad when we left. However, that was the 2008 debacle, which we're all aware of. Yes. That was our dream to come to Oregon, you know, uh, sell our home. And because we built it from scratch, you know, bought an acre, built it from scratch, my boys and I. And no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. We, we built the place ourselves. Uh, unfortunately, at that time, 2008, everything slid downhill. And um, from that point, Purchasing the place outright for our retirement dream, for our creative uh, passions in life, kind of took a different twist. Yeah. So, however, (laughs) we moved forward. Yeah. And moved into Oregon in 2010. Yeah. And then I just kind of picked the place on the map. It was more of a divine intuition. Yeah. uh, Just an impulse, ask, and this is where we are today. And here you are. All right. Take me back a little bit. So you said you were born in Eureka, California. Yep. Um, how'd you meet your wife? Tell me about that. Ah, well, that gets into the books. And okay. It so. gets into the creative side because, well, what can I say? It. That's why it's evolved that I'm, I have become a producer. Yeah. And working with some our, our local community and others here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Philip Wade and uh, Ambition Pictures. We successfully finished our first screenplay, and mm-hmm. now we're doing another. It's in production now. But for myself, I believe it's my turn. Yeah, I've put a book together that took me years to, to accumulate based on a journey of, um, of all warts and sins, as I call it, yeah. through life, through first wife, second wife, Third and final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, going through the Vietnam War for a year. Yeah. And, but it's been an amazing, eye-opening journey. Um, the first book I wrote, it's about my experiences that cover UFOs, abductions, um, uh, I a journey that I had to overcome a lot of health issues. This is where fasting came in, hmm. into being where it was quite contrary uh, back in those days. Yeah. People thought I was starving myself to death and yeah. all this sort of thing. I wasn't. I was healing. Hmm. I was working with the Veterans Administration, and their method of healing was like, take some more of these uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, more drugs. I refused it then, and I... And, um, hmm. I'm, yeah, and from that point on time, I had to find my own way. 
Yeah. And uh, after realizing being very deceived through the Vietnam War and all this. Yeah. But that whole journey, there's a true story that I put together. It took several years to gather the notes, and I realized there's a pattern Hmm. of discovery. Fasting has always been the creative tool because when I come up to a dark place, and and because there was many dark places, you know, that I had visited, whether it was imposed upon me or put into a situation where I had, uh, you know, you know, fight and survive, you know, but, um, there's another interesting friend during this time. You may have heard of him, Travis Walton. He's known as one of the most um, documented series for alien abduction. Yeah. Well, we've met up a few times and, and we talked, and he said Hollywood did not, you know, bring about the whole story. They wouldn't allow him because he went studio. Okay. I go, hmm. So after completing my first book, I documented everything throughout. Um, and he finally came out with a documentary uh, film telling what was not told, the whole story. Well, in my journey, I talk about that story, and I bring it to life. Um, at, at this particular time, Fasting has always, throughout my life, has been the healing uh, way to uh, uh, to overcome whatever it was. If something was impossible, and there are things today that people are facing that are impossible, yeah. But I I figured well when Jesus was baptized himself, yeah. What did he do? You know, when John did his little ritualistic thing there, he went up, he fasted, and he prayed, and he met with his adversary. Yeah. You know, and that's the adversary we're all dealing with in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. None of us are exempt. Nope. You know, but I'm here to tell the rest of this story, not only in book form, it evolved to a screenplay. Yeah. Two screenplays with two books that for the last five years, they've been award multiple award winners all over the country, yeah. all over the world to date. Even in my own hometown, I just took a finalist uh, in Santa Cruz County, California, yeah. uh, at the film festival there. And so it's like <laughs> right back where it all started there it is. There it is. That's interesting. So at this point in time, um, well, the last three, four years, I've been graciously introduced to some wonderful people in, in Hollywood. Yeah. And and just recently, my wife and I went to go visit. Um, uh, we had a screener there, and that screener was um, some films that were put together. They're of, of a Christian theme. Yeah. Uh, met the producers, uh, mm. lots of incredible people, including uh, an individual named Bruce Locke. He was the guy in the TV series uh, who played the bad guy, the general on um, um, 
man in the high castle. So it was, it was really great. Huh. So of like-minded, conservative-thinking people who want to tell the story, but in a way that it, it's like when stories were, were told back in my childhood days. You know, the, <laughs> there was a beginning and there was a challenge, and then you met those challenges and you overcame, and everybody was better for it. Yeah. You know, these are the kind of stories that are coming back. Uh, uh, and and watching the screener with another producer who put his film together, it was it was just beautiful. Met all the actors, mm. the executive producers. But my particular film right now, or the screenplay, is in development with Lightyear Pictures with Michelle Alexandria. She connected me with uh, Michael Mandeville. He's the line producer uh, who put the schedule and budget together. Also, he's the guy who did the budget for the Taken series, one, two, and three, yeah, with Lee Neeson. So he knows what he's doing. And we just had a meeting, uh, a Zoom meeting with uh, Icelandic uh, True North Productions uh, in Iceland, where we're now... Because this is where the story takes place, is yeah. in Iceland, Germany, Antarctica, North Pole, and Norway. However, those locations can pretty much fit everywhere in Iceland. Therefore, taking the advantage of the tax incentive uh, that Iceland will give yeah. uh, investors a 35% back, yeah, which is a check right from the government. I love it. So yeah, it's it's really awesome. So my task lately has been to complete the prospectus, the business plan, the operation agreement. It's a hundred pages. Wow. Just completed it. Just got an entertainment attorney on board, and hopefully I can come back and share with you the uh, the the pitch deck because it's eighteen images about the whole story. Yeah. And that way, we can really understand how this all started, where this journey is going, because, you know, everyone's got a story to tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and I just want to tell mine up on the screen. Yeah. So real, real quick, so this book, your first book, uh, The Hollow Earth, right? That's your first book. I'm looking at a copy of it. I see uh, a pretty cool picture of the three crosses, um, Jesus on the middle one. I'm pretty sure that's who that is. It is. And this story is your life. Does that go back from early childhood or does it start from, Hey, I was in the military in uh, Vietnam time. Uh, walk us through that. And then what is the name of the, the new screenplay where you're at now? Cause you've written what three books, walk us through this first book, your progression, and then where you're at today. That's, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Well, it's a wild story and a wild journey, and yes, it started at a very young age. What I'm thinking is that there's so many things to select from, mm -hmm. and I'm a little hesitant. That's okay. Because it could be very overwhelming, Yeah, as it was for me as a child. Right. Uh, but these experiences of... Uh, various forms brought me to such self-realization that I became very isolated mm. as a child, but yet very much aware and opened. 
such knowledge, such information, mm. such psychic ability. I can really get into it on that level. However, it's like consciousness evolves. It transcends. You know, as we understand who we are, where we're going, what our divine destiny is, every 12-year-old Christian knows it. They read it. But when that story comes to life and starts opening up within us, mm. we are the story. We are living it, and we are bringing that kingdom here. Yeah, I'm not talking about government. I'm not talking about anything. Yeah, because we get in 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 these stories. It's a trilogy. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Okay. One evolves into the next because. It is based on World War II historical fact. Yeah. It brings in such characters as Admiral Byrd, um, people in the Pentagon, uh, well-known people uh, that we're all aware of, because basically we're all one human family. Yeah. You know, and we're all looking, you know, to have the truth evolve. I look forward to having a conversation with a very special individual someday. I won't mention that now, but perhaps next time. Okay. Um, because um, it's like I mentioned, it's not the way forward in our technology. To some degree, yes, but it's the way back to pick up where we left off. Where'd we leave off? At the fall of mankind, the fall of consciousness. How do we bring that back? Mm. What is it that Jesus has prepared for us yeah. for this next world? What's the pathway there? See, these are the things, or rather the fasting is the, has been the tool to let go of everything in your objective mind, uh, anything that you're a part of the world, everything relaxes. It's a very, I guess, you may call it a Zen moment for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Real um, exploration within self. You can ask and you could hear and you'll get answers. And sometimes when you ask certain things, they can come into experiences. If you ask to see, I need to know and understand the presence of God before I can move forward in his plan. What is it? And what is the plan? You know, um, yeah, there's so many levels and depth to this that it goes back to the time 2,000 years ago when who was it that moved the big stone, you know, from uh, uh, Christ's tomb? You know, what angels? What do you mean angels? Who are they? Where are they from? And what was it that the thieves said to Christ on the cross? You know, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today, meaning 2,000 years ago, that day is there present as it is now. Lots of unanswered things. And of course, sharing that with certain people is one thing, but taking it seriously, and yes, fast 40 days, just water. Find an environment where it's conducive for you. That's a tough one in itself. Yeah, and by, another, a couple of things real quick is, when did you first start fasting? Because I want to get to the point where I called you about three or four years ago 
going, hey, Dan, let's grab coffee. And you go, buddy, I'm in the middle of a 60-day fast. That's right, 6 zero. I'm like, wow, that can you even do that? Like People are like, oh, I don't know, that's good for you. Well, here's the deal. I couldn't wait to meet with you after you got through, and you're still alive today. So that was three or four years. <laughs> and you've done some more. So when did you start fasting? Well, and th- tell us that a little certainly bit. started um, back in my second wife days when yeah. I came back from Vietnam. I was really a psychological, uh, overweight, uh, bad health, uh, mental everything distress type of ex- living existence. Um, and my wife had some medical problems herself, so wandering around in the, in the, in, the uh, uh, in a bookshop, I found a book that said "The Miracle of Fasting" by Paul C. Bragg. I thought, oh, this is perfect for my wife, you know, because I started reading it. After that, I started doing it. I followed it in the process of that fasting. Even I wanted it to give us a gift. And I found something interesting about that. The more I wish to give to someone to empower them, I find myself being empowered in the way that it should be and accept it because then there's true positive results. Because I'm not kidding myself anymore, right. you know. And sometimes it's really hard, you know. But you're really reassured at the same time because that light does come. And when it does, you're on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're empowered, not just by support, uh, which we do need from each other. But that support comes from within. And you know, it's like, yes, faith is just more than a word. That's right. It's an experience. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so coming back from Vietnam, I got into the fasting. And over the course of that, I was in a 38 days water fast, distilled water at that time. I was down by the river in the back of the house. I was an emotional wreck. I was 138 pounds coming down from like 240 pounds wow. at that time. And I was sick, coughing, and everything else, and in tears, but feeling relieved. I just felt, you know what? I've been truly baptized. I picked up the cross, and I walked the hard way. I'm not knowing that that's what it was. Yeah, It was just something that overpowered me because I was ready. Yeah, I wanted to. You know, I wanted to love my wife more. I wanted to make family right. You know, it was just basic principles that were there that I said, I've got to get this right, <laughs> you know, yeah. until I get it right, you know, then I can move on. Yeah. And so I took on other tasks, you know, um, that other family members thought, you don't need to do this. Well, when we got divorced uh, at that time, I took on the adopted kids myself. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, and they're grateful today, you know, for doing that. And he says, "How did you manage that? How did you do that?" Because it was the right thing to do, you know. Because when you know, you know, and then you act upon that. But I remember during the fast that I had this oil-type material stuff oozing from my arms. I smell like a distillery, uh, 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 like a. Um, a, um, a refinery, yeah, you know, and um, 
And I realized, because I was closely monitored by the Veterans Administration, also they're very curious about my other experiences of UFO abduction, alien beings, and a whole host of other psychic activity that they couldn't explain that was happening to me as well. That's another story. Well, that's what the book is about. Okay, so we're going to have to read this book. Yeah, and that's what the movie's about. So, yeah. and, and, and it's just, they're just... They're human abilities yeah. that we've been suppressed. You know, they're natural things. They, they fall on the order of natural law. But it was at that time I actually detoxed Agent Orange because I was a heck of a uh, – I was exposed to it. Uh, and That's it was through fasting that I overcame the uh, – that stuff has a lot of weird effects from psychological to mental to physical to health, you name it. But fasting cut right through it. No kidding. Sharing that with the um, the medical world, they wouldn't have it. They won't believe it. No. 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 Why? You know, they, they weren't interested in your health. At least that was what I believe. I went on my own path. That was the first time I started fasting. Actually, the very first time was with a friend of mine in Vietnam. And because we were tired of eating green meat, you know, and whatever heck there else was there, drinking water that was yellowish green, where you had to have all these shots every three to six months, just be safe to drink water. So it was better to drink scotch and beer <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. And we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and becoming very dehydrated yeah. and miserable at the same time. Um and losing interest in the war, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. And that's part of the story on the curious pebble, yeah. the hollow earth in pursuit of the Holy Lance. Is that book two or is that book three? This is book two. Book two, and then it ends with? Book three. Book two is, the screenplay is Escape to Hollow Earth. Yep. Book three is The Return. Um, that's awesome. It's like if you... Went somewhere. Yep. And um, and I can give you many experiences, uh, stories in the book. But once again, uh, it's revealed in the book um, and love to put it into a screenplay. The executive producers are saying, Dan, it's a studio type thing. Yes, we can do it independently, but it's going to take a lot of work on your side. I said, well, I prefer to do the lot of work really? and, and, and because it's a building process, step by step. And I have a lot of support. And I want to thank you, buddy, you know, for... Uh, for the support. This here is just a, a quick board of advisors uh, and um, consultants. Yeah. You're one of many of the others there that have helped me, influenced me, mm. uh, bring my family uh, 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 a nice home. And uh, this is part of the business plan. And even in the business plan, there's a give back. Hmm. That that you show investors. So there's yeah. a give back plan, which I would love to do in the process of this journey. Well, honored to be a part of anything you're doing, Dan. Uh, I recognize the guy Philip Wade on here. That's pretty awesome. I know that young man. Yeah. Well, Dan, you know it's funny. You told me years ago you wrote a book, and 
okay, cool. You wrote a book. That's awesome. So I think really, Dan, just hearing for the first time, your story, this book is your story. It's a true story. And I'm really compelled like a thousand times more than I've ever been. I love, it's like watching movies. Like I'll watch movies, but oh, this one's based on a true story. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. So that, yeah, there's, there's a different twist there Yeah, because I like to tell the stories, but I like to also reveal the result of all this experience. Mm-hmm. Why are we having these experiences? Yeah. Why are we led to certain things? You know, why am I led to overcome these things? You know, and it's, it's like being led to battle, but I'm battling something different. Something I learned in Vietnam, you know, I wasn't, you know, there is no such thing as the enemy, you know. I, I realized that. Where's the real enemy? Yeah. You know. I found it. You found it. <laughs> and I'm still battling okay. it. Okay. And, and this is what these stories are about. Yeah. And this is all I want to bring uh, uh, on the big screen to share. Well, I love that you, uh, it's a trilogy, and, you know, you do it from a sign, uh, what do you call it, uh, scientific or not a... Uh, Yes, it's a sci-fi. A sci-fi, yeah, yes, thank you. it's a sci-fi adventure. Sci-fi adventure. Yes. It's totally unique and different in a different way, but it's your creative way of sharing your story, and I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, the, the sci-fi adventure, the, the story is comparable, uh, and these were comparable films that was put together by the producers in Hollywood themselves. Yeah. They said, Dan, this is what it's comparable to. Uh, the Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, The King's Men, National Treasure, Captain America, Angels and Demons, uh, Laura Croft, uh, Tomb Raider, Sky Captain, and The World of Tomorrow. Uh, and my favorite, Journey to the Center of the Earth yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 2008 with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And, uh, and The Watchmen. Those budgets are huge. They're from... 60 million to 180 million. My budget in Hollywood is referred to a low budget is 20 million. However, the story is comparable to these stories, but can be done independently in a much cheaper way because of technology and all this stuff that's going on. I don't have to go to Antarctica or the North Pole, you know, or the Wheelsburg Castle where the SS, um, uh, headquarters was laid out right. because that's in escape to whole earth. Yeah. So we jump to all those places. We flash back 2000 years when Christ or Longinus yeah. was ordered by the Roman government to pierce the side of our savior. Yeah. And in doing so, it formed another kind of, of existence, uh, or or um, not a fraternity, I guess, in a way, yeah. Well, it was like the first Christians, in a way. Mm-hmm. They became the knights, and for the last 2,000 years, every world conqueror in our history has laid claim and power to the spear. It says, he who holds the spear holds in his hands the destiny of the world for good or for evil. That's all true. Yeah. That's all documentary stuff. Up to the today's date where Adolf Hitler himself held it, possessed it, 
for obviously for a destiny that history has now taught us a hard right. lesson. And at the same time, um, so what is the power of the good? This has to do with two major controlling organizations, even in the world today. And to face up, face to face with these people, you can't do it without the face of God. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why fasting is the tool. When you fall flat and you don't know the answer, don't eat for a couple of days, three days, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, I think when you're, and you're saying that, I want to hear the story of what you learned during 60 days of fasting. You also took your wife to a place recently and you guys fasted for a while. And I just want, the last thing really I want to hear is, you know, does fasting bring a certain type of clarity that maybe God speaks to you in a different way? Oh, clarity. Clarity of clarity. Hmm. You know, fasting works on various levels. Um, objectively, psychologically, physiologically, of course. Eyesight's healed within eight to ten days. If you wear glasses, you won't need to wear glasses in ten days okay. of water fasting. I, I've seen that several times. My wife, when we visited Costa Rica yeah. uh, with, with Lauren Lockman, look him up. He's, got, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's an amazing individual. Um, <laughs> we witnessed so many incredible things. Mm. There was people from all over the world there, from Israel, from Sri Lanka, and it just—it was an international community of souls who were truly seeking, um, taking the next step beyond or behind repentance itself. Yeah. yeah, once you get through that, the rest will come to you. Fasting will bring to surface whatever that's in your subconscious, whatever is left or forgotten there. It will play tapes that have either haunted you or have praised you. It will replay it until you understand it clear. I reveal in my one of my books here just what did take place within that 60-day journey, what took place, and several times a 40-day fast. I've done 40 days of juice fasting, learned that's not the best way. Okay. I've done 40 days of water and lemon juice fasting, learned that's not the best way. Okay. However, each one was an incredible journey and blessing in itself. Okay. Each one has a story that we could <laughs> we can go on till midnight, I guarantee it. I love it. Um, yeah, fasting itself allows everything to surface, mm-hmm. and so you can work with it. There was a beautiful man, Muslim guy, in Costa Rica. Fasted, I think it was 48 days in water. The day that he was starting to break his fast, which is very, very important. I do not recommend doing this until you really know what you're doing. If anybody wants to know any personal information, I'm open anytime to talk to man. anyone any any day. Yeah. Uh, there is a correct method to it. Because, yes, you can wreck yourself, you know, yeah. if, if you don't follow the patterns. I know, because I've done that. <laughs> um, but this individual, when he started eating, 
is two ounces of watermelon five times a day for three days to break the fast yeah. easily. Suddenly you understand the meaning of descending into the earth. <laughs> because we can speak a lot about that journey from yeah. day to day yeah. and what it does for you in the process. However, he cried for two days. He was a stout man, you know, uh, firm, yeah. you know, in his belief and system. Yeah. But he became as a child, you know, and it was such a blessing to see. He cried for two days. I said, what, what are these tears? Where are they coming from? Are they tears of pain? Yeah. Is it something you've realized or is something you, you feel repentant about? What's going on here? You become very close to the people there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in, in, in such ways, it's, it's divine. So he, maybe, maybe that's how God works through us. Maybe he reveals something. Maybe there's some pain of, of regret. And he's actually, he says, I have never felt such pure joy in my life. It, it brings me to, you know, to that emotional state of where he was at. He says, I've never felt so good. I've never felt so blessed. You know, now I can step back into the world with knowledge, yeah. with direct influence. And whatever he needed, it was fulfilled. Whatever he had to heal, it was addressed. Yeah. Yeah, there was people there who had severe problems. And we saw the transformation take place. Is, is this... Uh place down in Costa Rica, is it a Christian center or is it just a center of fasting? What does, what is the, is there a faith behind it or is it just a no, resort? There's no real faith behind it except knowledge and your result of expressing the God of your own heart. Yeah, yeah. Because we were a mix. We're a Muslims, there was people from, yeah. from, from Israel, yeah. there was religious from all over the world. Right. And we found something in common, yeah. and, and it was our maker, mm -hmm. you know, and how all that came to us and how we can get back and put this world in order starts with ourselves. I like how you said, instead of advancing toward technology, we're going back to the fall of mankind and going back and addressing that and going, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's get this right. That's this. That's the, the return, return from the yeah. whole earth. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the whole earth is a metaphor. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a reality. Maybe yeah. it's a physical place. Yeah. But <laughs> from Buddhist cosmology to uh, Egyptian, Icelandic, uh, Buddhist yeah, cosmology, all of it refers to Shangri-La or some paradise within. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Dalai Lama admits the same place. Right. Um, so it's got to be something to it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and even Jesus just says, you know, I descend into the heart of the earth. Three days. Well, yes. where do you go for Easter vacation? <laughs> to paradise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. As you see, I can get into depth in so many avenues and it just not so sure where we should go in the conversation. No, so Dan, this is really your guidance, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, I, honestly, this is you sharing your heart, but really what I'm compelled to is really dig into the to your trilogy, your books, and go watch your screenplays and be more involved. You've you've had an effect on my life, you know. Uh, it started with uh, 
learning about cryptocurrency when it wasn't a thing. Um, learning about fasting. You know, I want, I couldn't wait. I literally couldn't wait. After that 60 days, like, hey, is Dan going to live? And sure enough, we met out at French Press one day shortly afterwards. And you told me a little bit about your journey. But I think as I dive into the books, I'm going to hear the real story. The the things that we're not going to share on here because we don't have enough time. And there's so many lessons to be learned. It's going to encourage me to read your well, book. Well, I would love to share those fasting stories in depth. Yeah. Just what was revealed, what happens on 10 days of water fasting, yeah. what happens on 25, wow. what happens on a 40, what was revealed to you, yeah. what are you asking, what's my struggle, what's yeah. going on, you know. Uh, yeah, those are all very personal things, which, hey, but, my life is literally an open book. Yeah. What's well, interesting, <laughs> you know, a lot of people go, because I've told you a story many times. My friend Dan, he's fasted for 60 days. Six days? No, 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 60. They're like, oh, that's not healthy. But the ulteriors, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But living on drugs, pharmaceuticals, bad diet, is that the way? Because that's what majority of people are doing. They're dying. They're actually, they're walking around dead. They're not even alive. So if if Jesus goes in the wilderness and fasts for 40 days, you know, Maybe there's a message there we need to get, that there's crystal clarity. Um, I've enjoyed fasting. I, I, I fast maybe once a week for a, a day, 24 hours. Um, I need to pray about doing a longer fast and really getting, because you mentioned eight and 10 days. I'm like, oh, do, do I need supervision to go eight and 10 days? Actually, I've learned the optimum fast should be a minimum of 21 days. Uh, that's to reach the first stage of optimal healing, the, the psychological part, the, and how to break it properly. Uh, that is extremely important because if you don't break it properly, at the, at the, the proper foods, whole foods only, and basically, the goal is not to return back to the old habits. Yeah. Living in a colder climate is a challenge. Yeah. You know. Also. Uh, well, you desire something warm. Maybe like coffee. soup. Coffee. And are, are all these wonderful things we have around us that we're attached to. Mm. It's difficult to let go of those things. Yeah. But during the fast you not only let go of it, you let go of it psychologically, yeah. physiologically. And and if we desire to put it back, we'll end up right where we were before. And I've done that. Yeah. And 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 I'm still working that cycle. Sure. Because the world is very compelling yeah. oh, <laughs> in so many avenues. Tempting everywhere. It's all it is. We live in a snake environment. You yeah, know? Snake and, environment. Uh, and we listen to all the snakes all over the world, deceiving each other. Yeah. And no, my eyes are on the prize. Amen. And, um, and that's, I never had, you know, <laughs> faith too is always was kind of an abstract form to yeah, me. Yeah. You know, bead raised Catholic. Yeah. And realizing. My mother says there's something else going on. I think Dan, you know, being a, 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 a 
a strict Sicilian Italian yeah. mother, you yeah. know, and the church was that's it. Everybody went. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was the power of the times. Yeah. But she allowed me to make the choice hmm. because she realized there was something wrong. You know, not things shouldn't be done by coercion or force, force or yeah. or creating a guilt, fear, manipulation, yeah, or guilt. Yeah, all those things that that we get programmed. You know that we just want to. Uh, <laughs> there's another beauty of fasting yeah. those things that are latent within our minds and our hearts and, and our subconscious they come to surface yeah. it's understood and it just goes away it's like stepping back it's like stepping out of your body yeah. and oh yes you can have that experience too you can literally step out of it you know guess what what's behind you <laughs> the one we've been praying to hmm Mm -hmm. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> so wow. no need to fear death. It's a change. It's just uh, any of those things. You know, those are the, all the concepts of this world and not of the master's teaching. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, the master. Love it. Yes. Well, Dan, as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, we're about 45 minutes into this podcast and you've shared your heart. You know, Wrap up this way. What is one takeaway that you, you haven't shared yet you want to share? And then how would somebody get in touch with you if they want to hear about fasting, about your trilogy, about whatever it is that somebody wants to connect with you on? It, let's end in that way. Well, a couple things is you could check out the websites. Um, the first website is Escape to hollowearth.com. Okay. The other one is uh, hollowearthquestmovie.com. Okay. And another website which gets into a lot of the World War II um, influence that I had by meeting up. I met up with a U-boat commander. Um, this is all, <laughs> see, this is another thing about fasting. Why is it in a 40-day fast or beyond that suddenly I met up with somebody? Yeah. Now, I can get very metaphysical here, but I don't want to lose anybody. Yeah. It's just that things do unfold in such a way. How was it that I met up with someone that he says that I possibly knew yeah. in a previous life? <laughs> in nineteen forty five? Yeah. Previous to this one? Is that even possible? Wow. Because we have a personal relationship in our own family about the spear. Yeah. Uh that's part of the story. Yeah. It's in the book. Hmm. Um, but to wrap it up, um, there is no wrapping up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, this, it the story continues. It continues. You know? But the goal is to, to bring these things to surface. It will show people how to challenge things that we're challenged with every day, yeah. especially the ones that are going on today. They're magnificent. Yeah. They're magnificent challenges. 
God's waiting in you to make that challenge. Amen. And we are its agent. And, um, and that's what we're preparing for. Fasting is the preparatory elixir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, to bring us in that position. It, it's a reassurance that God is God within you. Amen. It's never left. We left it. Yes, we did. You know, and we're just realigning ourselves back. And there's a great plan. And when you ask for it in those moments of 50 days, it's like, hey, can you just show me a little bit here rather than me starving myself to death literally here? Right. You know? <laughs> and yes, ask it'll be given to you just be careful how much you ask yeah for. careful what you ask for because a good major god yeah god is a good god and yeah careful yeah show me your presence if you doubt it it will man i talk about that i reveal that for years and years and yeah. years this has been very very quiet with family and friends except for except for a couple three or four people yeah over the years my daughter my oldest brother uh, my dad at times, and my mom, who cleared the pathway, mm. says, okay, you know, I think God is speaking to him, so therefore, uh, forget the church. You choose your way. Right. You know, she right. gave me freedom, you know. I love that. She gave you freedom. And God, in his way, allows you to be creative in the way he designed you, Dan, to share the gospel, live out your faith, yes. and be clear, be crystal clear, you know, Fasting has taught you how to be crystal clear and reconnect with your Savior exactly. in an amazing way. Oh, the stories I can tell about connecting with a Savior. I mean, literally, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things that led ripple effects literally throughout the world. What did Jesus say? I am the light of the world. When you come into that consciousness, that light, you are at that moment, that yeah. influence around the world. There's just no doubt anymore. Amen. But you might alienate yourself in the process, which I lived through that, which now doesn't matter. You know, age has a great way of uh, yeah. sort of balancing all those things out, even being accused of the Messiah complex. I said, no. <laughs> This is inherited in every living human being yeah. if we should just open up to yeah. it. Well, Christ was uh, who we're supposed to emulate, so you're emulating Jesus uh, by faith. And uh, Dan, your stories are exciting. I'm, I'm excited to read your, starting at book one, screenplay one, and going through your journey with you and learning how God's working through your life. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on today, being a part of this, sharing your, your story. And that you only give us just a touch, a little bit of a tease in a way to to begin. Yeah, that. Just just surface things because because there's so many people are having so many beautiful experiences, yeah. but it, but it might be a, a deceptive thing going on, or something that support yeah. they're not getting, or whatever it is. Um, if anybody wants to talk or elaborate further at any time, yeah. uh, I mean, I can give out my phone number or whatever uh, you suggest. Give uh, us your phone number here. And if somebody wants to reach out and God puts on their heart, they'll reach out to you. Excellent. That's 971-720-7096. Perfect. Well, Dan, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for you listeners out there that listen each week. 
Uh, we're encouraged that you're listening. I hope you're, I hope you're encouraged and you share this with other people because I believe everybody has a story and it will change somebody. And Dan has a story you shared. It's going to change somebody. I don't know who, but God knows. And that's all we care about is God's plan is supreme. His ways are higher than our ways. So thanks again until next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much.